As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Good afternoon. I'm glad you decided to tune into the Jenny Jones Education podcast today, where being a good steward with your money is how you win when it seems like you are losing. You can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jones Education and on Twitter at Jones Education. Under the My Retirement Exit series today, we will look at the great surprise at 70 and a half and how RMD can hurt you if you are not aware of it. As always, we will end the show with a homework assignment that help you win when it seems like you are losing. This podcast is brought to you by MyRetirementExit.com, home of the Retirement Readiness Report Card. Class is in session. I'd like to thank you all for joining me today on The Great Surprise at age 70 and 70 and a half. I remember going to a surprise birthday party some years ago. It was for my mom. And the most difficult part about it was my brother, my sister, and I, we all lived out of town. So to plan a surprise party from several hundred miles away was difficult. I remember when they brought her in and everyone yelled, surprise. <laughs> she was so surprised. She started crying. And, um, you know, we were all surprised, too. We, she was surprised to see us. And she made everyone cry simply because she was crying and she was happy. So it was a happy surprise. You know, it allowed us an opportunity to get caught up on old stories as well. But again, it was a happy surprise. I had one senior uh, perspective client she pulled up to my office several years ago I remember it was like it was yesterday it had to be at the time probably about 15 years ago and she came in she asked my assistant I remember she asked my assistant she said hey can I meet with him can I meet with Jenny I was free went out to greet her and welcome her into my office she pulled out this paperwork and it essentially said that it was a mandatory for her to take money out of her account that she had at the local bank. I said, really? Let me take a look at that. Sure enough, that's what it said. If you don't take your money out, then we will penalize you and still take the money out on top of that. That's basically what the letter said. I want to take this opportunity to remind you of a few things before I tell you exactly what she was facing. Take a flashback to say um, 2008. I'm a financial history buff because of the financial markets are more cyclical than people think. So indicators are pretty much what they are. They are leading indicators and they're lagging indicators. 
but they give you a pretty good idea of where the markets are going to go. You can tell a lot more about the markets by just watching the leading indicators or lagging indicators, and it'll basically tell you what's going on. Well, a lot was going on that year, in 2008. Remember a company by the name of, say, uh, Lehman Brothers? Lehman Brothers had about $639 billion in assets. Those are the things that they owned, cash and um, all kinds of equities and buildings and of the such. But they had about $619 billion in debt. So let me get this correct. They had $639 billion in assets and about $619 billion in debt. It's about 97%. So for every dollar that came in, 97 cent went to paying bills. That's crazy. The largest bankruptcy filing in the U.S. history. Now, how did that happen? Wow, what a podcast that would make. But listen, what I want you to remember from that year more than anything else is the term too big to fail. Just in case you didn't know, this is a true statement. Because if the government has skin in the game, then they're going to make sure that um, they get their money, too. You know, when the government has money at stake, there are some things that they also do as well. They have money in stake in investments and retirement accounts as well. Well, what do you mean by that, Jenny? You guys have such good questions. There have been some some arranged shotgun weddings by the government to prevent an overall collapse in the financial markets. Take Merrill Lynch, another financial firm. They were able to uh, position themselves to be sold by Bank of America. Sold to Bank of America. But AIG, American General, was too big to fail as they received an $85 billion lifeline from the Federal Reserve. I actually think it was more than $85 billion over succinct uh, payments. But at that time, in 2008, they had $150 billion in market capitalization. So they owned a large part of the market and they had a lot of things um, at stake. They were a major player. But they are also an insurance company that had underwritten most of the bad subprime loans. They were too big to fail because their government had more skin in the game in regards to AIG. They were indirectly connected more than everyone knew. Now, let's take a uh, look at your company 401k or your IRA account, for instance. If you look at the value on the statement and it says 100,000, I would say, well, very nice account size you have there. But I have told many of my clients that it's not all yours because it has been taxed hasn't been taxed yet. If it's a traditional individual retirement account or IRA for short, meaning the government has deferred taxing you on it and up until this point. So only about 75,000 of that is actually yours. They still have a vested interest in the success and survival of those deferred tax dollars. Okay. So again, it's an IRA pre-tax hasn't been taxed yet so the government still has skin in the game okay so because they want they want you to get that money they want to get it out so they deferred it over the last 20 to 30 years or so 
Now it's time to collect on it. So in 2008, some institutions were allowed to fail and some were not allowed to fail, depending on what the assets were and the government's interest or involvement. If a bailout was offered, then were those it was to those who were who were who would have caused a bigger disruption in the markets than others. To disrupt the markets more than normal correction would cause international ramifications and more damage than you could imagine. I don't get too too technical before I set up my first point, but I think it's very important for you to understand some things in regards to what the senior was experiencing the first time she came to my office. I will let you know what she discovered after this short break. This podcast is brought to you by MyRetirementExit.com, home of the Retirement Readiness Report Card. Thanks for joining me back here on a Jenny Jones educational podcast. Okay, in first period, we talked about this senior um, lady. She had come to my office more than 15 years ago. She was in shock because she got a surprise. Because the paperwork she had received, and that paperwork was what we call required minimum distribution, or most people know them as an RMD statement, okay? Here are the real quick rules on RMD. First of all, they're just like the name says, a required minimum distribution. This happens at age 70 and a half and have major ramifications if it's not, if it does not happen. It has major ramifications if it does not happen. To make this point more simple without being too technical, the government says, okay, we allow everyone that sets up a retirement account the ability to defer paying taxes on their ordinary income until the age of 70 and a half. Once they get to that age, then we need to start getting our tax dollars back and we make it mandatory for everyone at that age. In fact, we will call it required minimum distribution. We will make the penalty so hefty that they have no other choice but that get to that uh, distribution out. Well, just in case they had any other ideas they were going to do with the distributions, we wanted to start coming out at 70 and a half. Some people, um, like the the lady that come to my office, she was not ready to have the money taken out. She wanted to save it for her grandkids and do some other things with it, but she wanted to have control of it. Now, when I said the penalty is hefty, it is really hefty to the tune of about 50% of the withdrawal base on the calculation. So if you're supposed to take out about $10,000, then you must take out the 10000 and then it will tax you on 50% of that 10000 So about essentially 5000 is what you would get. Sure, it's, it's more than a penalty for taking it out too early, say at 59 and a half, they would uh, tax you an additional 10% if you're taking it out too early. But the penalty is a lot more hefty uh, to the tune of 50% at 70 and a half. But I want to leave you with is three things you must do today to position yourself to be in good shape prior to the 70 and a half rule. Three things. Also coming up in our final minutes, I will give you three golden nuggets that 70% of your friends don't even know concerning RMDs after our final break. 
This podcast is brought to you by MyRetirementExit.com, home of the Retirement Readiness Report Card. Okay, thank you for joining us back here again in our last period of class today for the uh, Jenny Jones Education Podcast. Okay, before we um, begin the break, we spoke about three things you must do today to position yourself to be in good shape prior to 70 and a half. I'll give you one, the first thing. Go and check all of your beneficiaries on all of your retirement accounts. This is very key because the beneficiary form, the law will take precedence over a win in a majority of cases. So your beneficiary form, that's the reason why you always have to fill one out for a retirement account. Uh, it's going to take precedence uh, than even a trust. Um, so that's very important and that's very key. The last thing you want for your retirement account is to end up in your ex-wife or your ex-husband's hands just by having an outdated beneficiary form. So that is very key. You want to check into that first. There are more people that get this wrong or I see more mistakes made more often than not when it comes to the beneficiary forms. This can be difficult if you have changed jobs several times as you may have accounts all over the place. And when you turn 70 and a half, it may be more difficult to execute, which leads me to my second point. Try to consolidate your accounts going into the distribution phase. And if you are unfamiliar with the phases or unsure of the distribution phase, um, then I would encourage you to listen to our first podcast where we share the difference between the phases. Now, we say consolidate your accounts or we suggest you consolidate them because the last thing you want to do is to get three different statements um, from three different companies telling you to make a distribution. And then you have to calculate three different amounts and multiply them by the, Oprah, uh, the appropriate life expectancy table. That is a lot. This can be very confusing. Sure, you're, you're 55 a day or maybe even 65. Not sure where your mind will be at 70, less known 70 and a half. Okay, you might be in the right mind at 70, but maybe not even in the right mind at 70 and a half. That's that's some of my witty humor there, but it could be the case nonetheless. Also, combining your accounts could provide you with some point breaks or discounts when it comes to purchasing more um, mutual funds in the same account. There are probably more benefits to mention by consolidating, but it should be considered nonetheless. There may be a big announcement coming next month that will allow you to start learning more about mutual funds and retirement plans and a little bit more about your retirement exit, but it will be hands-on tips where we'll be able to look at uh, um, statements and view different things in your, um, your financial plan. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss that. That will be coming and again, it may be hands-on. You'll be able to see some actual things. Okay, so now the third point, third and last, I want to make about the required minimum distribution is make sure your beneficiaries know about the 70 and a half rule. The reason why they need to know this is because upon death of the IRA owner, a distribution will need to be made even if the person that passed was not yet 70 and a half. So let me give you an example. So let's say a person passed away at the age of uh, 65 and they put their nephew on as a beneficiary. He gets a lump sum and goes out and buys a boat with the distribution. It's not a good thing. Here's the reason why. The RMD bill is usually 
it's it won't come immediately, but it will come in the next six to eight months. Usually they, they allow it to, um, to settle, allow the assets to settle or the estate to settle. But there will be a bill coming. But the person that will have a very, very large tax bill need to know that it's coming. Just in case if they get the distribution and they go and they may even do a down payment on a house and use the entire distribution. Or again, they may do something stupid and go buy a boat. The unfortunate part about that is the bill will come due regardless. Remember, the government has skin in the game and will be looking for at least 25% of the overall value. I use 25% here, just using it as a tax bracket of 25%. Um, you have to take that tax bracket in consideration for yourself, but that is a, the piece that they will be looking for. And that's 50%. Why? Because upon the death of the person with the qualified pay, and even though they are not yet at the RMDA age, a distribution becomes due immediately. Okay? So they, I think for some reason the date of September keeps coming back to me. Um, I'd have to check more into that, but I'm almost certain it's due the following September. So, But they give you time for it. Um, okay, so RMD can get you into a lot of trouble. With the help of an advisor, you should be in good shape. You should be able to um, get that un under control. Okay, now, my three golden nuggets in regards to RMDs. My students... You know, they, they used to tease me and give me a hard time because I would hear them out in the hallway and it says, hey, um, did you make the class today? Did you hear, did Mr. J give out any of his 20 piece nuggets? Uh, they know when I give out a 20 piece, I gave out a lot of good ideas in, in regards to savings and investing uh, their money. You listen this long, so here you go. Here are three nuggets for you in regards to RMDs. Golden nugget number one, Roth IRAs are not subject to RMDs. Let me repeat that. Roth R IRAs are not subject to RMDs. That's right. So if you have a Roth IRA, you will not be subject to RMDs and you will not be forced to take your money out when you don't want to. That sounds great. You mean I can get a Roth IRA and not be required to take my money out of 70 and a half? That is correct. There's a difference between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA. That's great. There is a caveat. Your beneficiary of a Roth IRA, they will have to take an RMD. So if they're the beneficiary of a Roth IRA, they will have to take a distribution. But if they're the owner of a Roth IRA, they will not have to take the beneficiary. I notice a lot, but the golden nugget is I want you to get here is the benefit to being an owner of both a regular and traditional IRA will give you a little bit more control. One will require you to pay at age 70 and a half and the other will not. That's the control that you can't even buy or even set up at that time. Those are moves that you need to make now uh, in the accumulation phase in preparation to retirement. You don't want to be to the point where they make you take uh, uh, a distribution. So the government says, hey, you have to take money out. If you have a Roth IRA, you don't have to. The important part about that is, the golden nugget is, 
if you have a Roth IRA, as the owner, you don't have to take it out. But as a beneficiary, you will have to take an RMDA. I know it's a lot there, but again, get yourself a good advisor. You should be in good shape. Now, go to nugget number two. If you have grandkids or children as beneficiaries, then have it where upon death, you set up separate accounts to distribute the money to them. So if you have three kids as beneficiaries or three grandkids as beneficiaries, don't let the money pass directly to them. Set up separate accounts and let the money pass into the accounts. That way, the RMDs will uh, be subject to their particular age. So you may have one that's 30, one that's 20, and one that's 10 years old. The distributions will be different because it's going to be based off their age. And uh, the younger they are, the longer they're going to have to get the distribution out. The older they are, the shorter time that they'll have to get the distribution out. But what you want to do in that golden nugget is you want to set up separate accounts so they can save him. If you don't set up separate accounts, it will, in fact, still be on the um, the actual owner and they're tied to their um, age. So if the actual owner was 69, then it would be based off their life, their life expectancy table. OK, this is a biggie, but it is really key when planning for retirement. You can set those things up. Let me give you the last golden nugget. The last golden nugget for the day. Number three. If the spouse is the beneficiary, this is more normally the case. But if the spouse is the beneficiary, then instead of the spouse taking the benefit, he or she should roll it into their own like plan or IRA. Uh, if this is the case, no distribution will need to be made. If the spouse takes the the um, the dist- uh, um, takes the beneficiary, rolls it into their own account, they don't have to make the RMD unless until they become 70 and a half. Okay. That's a huge benefit because again, you still, you're not giving up control to the government and you're allowed the opportunity to be able to wait and make adjustments when you want to, but you don't have an immediate death benefit. That'll be due uh, death uh, payment. That'll be due. Okay. So listen, all of this, I just mentioned is part of your retirement exit. You have to set these things up properly. Getting to your retirement exit require more planning than you think. Okay. So I just need everybody to understand that getting to your own retirement is more, requires more planning than you think. Thank you for joining me today on the Jenny Jones education podcast, where being a good steward with your money is how you win when it seems like you are losing. Looking for more education after the show, join the discussion about this podcast, tips, discounts, workshop dates, and more on Facebook at thejoneseducation.com. Don't want to miss out on anything? Sign up for our newsletter at info at thejoneseducation.com. Your homework assignment until the next time will be to do an inventory on all of your IRA beneficiaries by pulling all of your statements after this podcast so that you can get ready for your retirement exit. Until next time, class is dismissed.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.